WB crossover event. Once their forbidden love unleashed the evil hidden within him. Now their passion will passion. reignite and nothing will push them apart. If we let something happen here, what do you see? We got trouble. We'd want more. But this time their love will bring consequences. Angel? They could never imagine an all-new Buffy Angel crossover event. Welcome to Want, Take, Have, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 8, Pangs. We're talking about plot, we're talking about characters, we're talking about the Shumash, Native Americans, and uh, California history, maybe? Who knows? So, spoilers bound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, uh, possibly even other shows and movies and the comic books. There we go. Stay tuned for fresh atrocities. Very serious episode. Uh, welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving or unhappy Thanksgiving, depending on who you talk to, Stacia. Oh, yeah. You're one of my co-hosts. I, my name's Kelly, and I am here with two of my lovely co-hosts. It's going to be a rough one. Daniel, I'm going to start with you instead. Daniel, say hello. I like evil like I like my men. Evil. Except for when they're your boyfriend. Uh, Stacia, say hello. Hello. What a great episode of television that we're here to talk about. It's called Pangs, season four, episode eight. What happened? Well, it originally aired on November 23rd, 1989. Well, that is history. That's good. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Jane Espenson, one of yes. our faves. Five of 23 for the series. Last one was Harsh Light of Day. Next up is Doomed, which was actually co-written with the two other people that I forgot to write down. Uh, directed by Michael Lang. This is the last one he ever did. So four of four. Uh, his run was Surprise, Band Candy, uh, Bad Girls, and two episodes of Angel, uh, season one Sanctuary and season two's Judgment. Um, yeah. What happened? In this is episode? that the one that lines up with this one for Angel? No, it is not. Oh, wow. You no. would think. I guess that's kind of pulling a double duty, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a lot for one person maybe i don't know i don't know how intensive it is to to make they probably don't film literally right next to each other sorry angel we can't film you because yeah. we have to sync up with the spot line mm-hmm. it would be very convenient though i'm sure they're all in the same lot right? that's what i mean what happened in this episode uh we open with buffy fighting a vampire but some creepy creepers watching from the bushes who is it <gasps> it's angel a little oh. bit more on that later angel. uh and then we cut to a friendship day, commemoration day for a community center where our favorite cowboy-hatted slayer is hanging out with Willow and Anya. And we're talking about, well, we're, we're letching on Xander, construction Xander, uh, YMCA Xander. Yes. And uh, Willow's confessing her feelings about Thanksgiving. And it's it's legit. And it's like kind of the crux of the whole episode. But uh what happens while Xander is doing his YMCA impersonation? He falls through the ground and into an abandoned mission. And it unleashes the spirit of Hoos, a uh, Shumash warrior who is coming back with a vengeance. Um, so he is creeping on Buffy and co and assembles a cadre of other Shumash warriors to fight her. Uh, in the meantime, we have misadventures with... Riley and the boys, if only briefly. Um, Spike is meandering around town looking pathetic AF as he's trying to deal with his new life as a neutered vamp. And Buffy just wants to have a nice goddamn Thanksgiving. So 
all this is going on when suddenly attack from the Shumash tribe. Uh, bears happen. The evil Amazing. is thwarted. And we have a nice dinner. And one of the best closing shots. I love when we pull back and mm-hmm. we have a little bombshell. Kind of weird with Angel being here. Because Buffy didn't know he was there the whole time. Best endings. It's great. So funny. So uh, there's one first, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first time Anya meets Spike. It's the first time Anya meets Angel. Oh, True. so... Not true. True, actually. Oh, so the show it. fucked up, and they they treated it as though it's the first time she's ever met her. Because like, so, so that's Angel. Angel right? So glowery. Angel. So this is Angel. He's large and flowery, isn't he? He's evil again. I, I'm I'm not evil again. Why does everyone think that? Angel's here to protect Buffy. You know, I haven't been evil for a long time. She and her are in the same room in Doppelgangland when they're doing the ritual to send Vampolo back to the Wishverse. So. Not actually true. I'm but sure they didn't the hang. Like, yeah, that was but like the first still, she would have seen him before. It would have been more appropriate for her to be like, oh, I remember that guy. He's glowering. He's glowering. Yeah, but it's fine. It worked for it. Nobody remembered that they'd met before. Obviously, it wasn't consequential. I don't think they had a line together. Like, I don't think that they ever addressed one another. So, yeah. I guess we can let that slide. Aunt Darlene slash Dude. Aunt Arlene. So, a little bit of continuity that's actually correct in the show. Is it? When Buffy in the episode Choices in season three is getting accepted in all those colleges and Joyce is like, oh, my God, I got to call your aunt again, Darlene or Arlene. Can't confirm either way. I literally have an aunt Darlene and an aunt Arlene. No shit. I do. Yes. Wow. And if you say it together really fast, if you don't enunciate, yeah, it's just... aunt Arlene, right? Mm-hmm. What did I say? You don't know. It's the Yanni whatever thing all over again. Remember that? That mm. audio thing? What was it? Yanni? What? You, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Joseph. I don't know. So it, it's just... Aunt Darlene for, so we will we'll always keep it like that. We'll have to say it all together in a mouthful. Aunt Darlene. Yeah. Aunt Darlene. Anyway, Aunt Darlene. so yeah, that's the same aunt, the one that uh, really? Joyce is going to visit in this episode. Obviously, Buffy can't come. Um, there's, Obviously, there's, Buffy can't come. She has clearly burnt a bridge between Aunt Darlene's family and and Joyce. Like, I don't know. Like, Joyce is allowed, but you're not allowed Did to she? Didn't she want her into Northwestern? That was the thing, right? So, like, right. when Buffy went to UC Sunnydale, she was like, fuck that bitch. I mean, that could be it, life. yeah. Because the, I think the exact, like, dialogue between them is Joyce is like, oh my God, you know, you have a family out in Illinois. Yeah. I can't wait to tell Aunt Arlene. And while she's still having the conversation with Buffy, picks up the phone, proceeds yeah. to ignore Buffy to gloat to Aunt Arlene. Oh, no. So. We, we know. We remember. And it's incredible. And Joyce is the worst. But I, I was. I, I can't believe they did it. That yeah, picked up that little tiny bit of cotton. But why? It just, I mean, I guess you have to explain why she's not having a holiday. Yeah. But it is insane that she just. When in left. fact, the real story is Christine Sutherland wanted to live in England for the year. So she but also wasn't Joyce left her daughter I know. behind. I mean, That's really it. I know. I know. This is the last time that Giles, that, this is the last time that Angel is ever in Giles' house again because he's not on the show anymore. The last time was in Amends. Uh, the Catholic mission. Okay, so this is... I don't think this is true. <laughs> the Catholic, Sunnydale mission? Yeah. yeah. The, so the Catholic mission that we go to see Father Gabriel at, not yeah. the one that's under the ground. Right. Or that wasn't a mission. It was like a seminary. What's the... Where the monks, monks are made? Where were monks made? Seminaries? Abbey? Uh, there's monastery? a word. Monastery? Yeah, that's the one. The Catholic monastery where they go to find Father Gabriel, which brutal, by the way. Him just hanging in the background. That's so brutal. Is supposedly the same one we see in season seven in the episodes Empty Places and Touched. Yeah, okay, so with so, our guy, with Nathan Fillion, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Spike and Andrew go on a really long road trip on their motorcycle. To Mexico. No, oh. to to where this supposed 
monastery is, which is in another town. And if Santa Barbara is actual Sunnydale, which we're going to have to say for the geography of California, uh, this is supposedly in Gilroy, which is four hours one way away from Santa Barbara, which is why Spike and Andrew, it takes them like two days to get there and come back. So there's no way that it's the same monastery, although I think the facade might be the same one because it's an actual monastery, the one they use for it. Uh, so this, I don't know. This, the yeah, set it's itself. It's actual is, real. Well, there's real stuff in LA. I know, but like there's no way. So Wikipedia is saying that it's the same one, but there's no way Buffy went fucking four hours one way to go check out that guy mm. four hours back because this happens in the course of like 48 hours, maybe three days. Oh yeah, they were just walking down the street getting some uh, getting some coffee. And it's yeah. like, oh, I got to, sorry, I got a meeting with Father Gabriel. Bye. <laughs> sorry, I got to go four hours one way. Yeah, I got to go make a fucking quick nine hour trip before I make dinner. Yeah. So I don't think that's true, but definitely not true. They did not think about the first, clearly. No, there's no way. Um, And before we we get into our episode that we watched, we're just going to do a quick angel update. For an angel update. Perfect. Now we don't have to make any other music. This this episode is only tangentially related to Angel in that he shows up in it, obviously, right? The one preceding this. Is uh, Angel season one, episode seven, and it is called The Bachelor Party. So the only tie in is that there's a very quick scene that's like 20 seconds long in the cold open of that episode of Angel where Doyle is reading a book, a picture of Buffy comes out, he makes some kind of like, she's hot comment because that's all they do on that show, which is why I don't like it. Uh, and then at the end of that episode, Doyle has a vision of Buffy in danger, and so Angel needs to go. The scene of Buffy being in danger is literally just the cold open of this episode, which is bizarre because not only is Angel present during that scene, uh, it's not really that dangerous. Um, so uh, I, I wonder if only just for filming, like they didn't want to spoil anything since this episode took place one week before this Buffy episode oh, really? that they didn't want to do like scenes of who's or whatever so that people would know that that was the bad guy. But I don't know how much that would have mattered. So that that's the only part that's related. Now, the next episode that would follow right after this one, like if you were watching this on December 23rd, 1999. It was, a, it was an event. Right. Two hour angel and Buffy right. event. Blah, 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 right. Sure. The, Buffy is 100% in that episode. And that's uh-huh. like called I Will Remember You. So we will talk about that one next episode because Buffy will have just come back from L.A. in something blue. So mm. that's why I'm not really getting into it now. But we'll talk about it more then. So, that's oh, so she literally angel. after she hears that angel was there, she just gets in a car and fucking bounces. I'm, I'm just, I think that we probably finish the pie and then well, sure. and then she leaves. Well, well she's clearly she's got some leaving, kind of fucking vehicle to get to Gilroy and back. So. <laughs> leaving the dishes with, with Giles. Oh, maybe she's do. just using Joyce's Jeep since Joyce is not around. I guess that could be it. But Unless Joyce took the Jeep to Illinois. Does Buffy have her license? I know. I've never we... established. I'm going to say no, right? <laughs> I thought Buffy and driving were like two unmixy things. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'm going to say no. Summers, you drive like a space. And this whole like Xander having his well, I guess that was a fake license, right? Did the rest of them drive? Are we driving yet? Xander definitely. We're in college. We drive. We see Xander driving a lot, so he he can. He's got to get to his job. How's he getting to his job? His myriad jobs. Um, He even has an ice cream truck at the end of the season, so like the dude can drive. The dude. dude Um, But as far as when he gets this license, unconfirmed. As well, as far as anyone else in the show having a license, unconfirmed. Okay. Uh, you don't really need it in TV. You can just kind of be where you got to be. Exactly. Unless you make it a plot point of one of your episodes. And then you should maybe. That doesn't, sound like, Buffy, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Buffy would do that. No, so. no, not at all. So what did the both of you think of this episode? Daniel, Pangs, what do you think? I 
this is a great episode. I love it. It's Jane Espenson. It's funny. It tackles big subjects and it doesn't every time Buffy interjects with some Thanksgiving shit is like the greatest stuff in the world. I'm a great cook in theory. I've eaten a lot. And playing off of the, like the peas with the fresh atrocities mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, peas, peas. Well, these are frozen. What's all that? Atrocities. I got the full poop on the Shumash Indians in our fabulous buried mission. You said you were going to get fresh ones. Atrocities? Peas, they come in little pods. You were going to shell them. It's just really funny, and it keeps you engaged with like the material without it feeling like overwhelmingly dark, Yeah, uh, which is good. Not only does Jane Esposin bring joke, 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 which is amazing, and how you can tell it's one of her episodes. She's also a huge Anglophile, so anytime there's like British mockery aplenty, it's going to be her. Love it. All the colonial stuff, all the you know, be bloody. I like mushy, mushy peas, even that. You're the reason we had that pilgrims in the first place. I think it's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Can I elaborate? Um, no. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Invite me in. No. Very unlikely. I don't think he's a particularly interesting bad guy, I guess. Yeah, that's Um, fair. I don't like that he just seems to turn into any animal that he wants to. I wish it was just one animal because that would make more sense. Um, But other than that, it's really funny. It's fun to see Spike start to... See, like, the inner workings of the Scooby gang. Well, he's, like, yeah. unofficially, officially a member now, right? Yeah. Well, and it's fun just, like, how... And it feels like it, too. Like, you're, like, living through Spike when Buffy's, like, and I would be the first one to apologize. And you're just, like, oh, shut up, Buffy. Go kill him. <laughs> that's exactly what Spike says. And so that's really fun. Um, well, if we could talk to him. You exterminated his race. What could you possibly say that would make him feel better? It's kill or be killed here. Take your bloody pick. Maybe it's the syphilis talking, but some of that made sense. I made a lot of these points earlier, but, you know, it's fine. But it's a Thanksgiving episode, which is always a little weird because it's very stuck in its time period. Like, it feels yeah. weird to watch it if you're, like, in the middle of June. Yeah. Which we are not, so we are totally not. appropriate. But in general. But in general. Fair enough. Uh, I think this episode really deftly uh, tiptoes into, like, a, a political or PC issue wherein it's like, yeah, it's a fact that genocide, we, you know, white peeps came to the country, killed all the Native Americans, and now we commemorate with a ritual sacrifice of the pie. So, uh, but I think she de- really definitely presents all viewpoints without ever officially taking a stand. And everybody's undercutting it. Like every time someone's like, this is the right thing, it's like immediately undercut with something else mm-hmm. going on in the scene. And I think that's brilliant because you really uh, get out of the pitfalls of like sounding too preachy. Not that I would care one way or another, but like, that's what people's complaint in this episode is that it's too preachy. And I'm like, I think that's it's not too absolutely preachy. not at all. I think it, no. it totally walks the line perfectly. Uh, and they've I, done it's, it's super impressive. Before. They've, yeah. They've oh, done yeah. preachy. A hundred percent. This is great. This is just like, and I think even just Buffy innocently at in the beginning with the cowboy hat aside, we, I mean, that's unforgivable, but, uh, but it's also a marker in, right away that she, like, she's wearing a cowboy garb and we're about to talk about the slaughter of native Americans. Like it is so on the nose and like a little too much, but then you get around to it. And I'm like, that was good. That's the mark of the Western. I've never really thought about that before. And I I think that's that this episode does that really like, that's the encapsulates completely like, but you know, this is kind of fucked up. Let's have pie. Yeah. Well, I think also it's like um, a marker of the people writing it at the time too, in 1999, these people they have obviously older you know our mm-hmm. age about now but they probably were at like the, the the beginning of learning about that kind of stuff in school whereas i think we all learned it i certainly learned it um as just like it's not just like a, a tale of victory and like getting across the continent like i learned about 
genocide mm. when I was in, you know, school. But yeah, that was not I'm, the way that it was so. for them, I'm sure. So I'm sure in a way they're sort of critiquing the culture as they grew up in. Right. With the America first, we did no wrong. Right. We're the winners. Because, and then I think after that, like everything they're saying here, especially when Buffy stops with the Native American versus Indian comment. It's very common for, for Indian spirits to change to animal form. Yeah, well, it's plenty uncommon for me to freeze up during a fight. I mean, I had the guy. I was ready for the takedown and I stopped. And Native American. Sorry? We don't say Indian. That's a very like... The moment he said Indian, my first reflex is that, like, right. oh, you mean Native American? Because I think that's how we were, at least I was taught. Mm-hmm. So you just grow up like that. So I think it, like, it's it's changed. So it's crazy, you know, to, to see this 20 years later. I'm not going to help you kill him. I'm not on board. Well, what choice do we have? Buffy, this isn't a Western. We're, we're not at Fort Giles with the cavalry coming to save us. It's one lonely guy, oppressed warrior guy who who's just trying to kill a lot of people. What life didn't say was right. Well, you know how bad I feel about this. Okay, it's eating me up a quarter cup of brandy and let it simmer. But even though it's hard, we have to end this. I'm going to look at the Shumash through what our people say in the show. Who are the Shumash? I mean, the Shum- people have been living in California for 13,000 years. The first settlement was actually in California. Uh, it was in Santa Barbara, modern-day Santa Barbara. It was the very first human settlement. Uh, like, you know, tri- tribal sentiment. Uh, the Shumash name uh, means bread maker or seashell people. And I think that speaks to probably one, per- one some people's um, critique of this episode in that the Hoos is a caricature. He doesn't really have oh, any sure. personality or anything going on for him. And that's because the Shumash went from the mountains to the ocean. They had a varied culture that you can't really put down in a box. So they just said, eh, fuck it. We're not going to talk about it, which is probably a, problem in and of itself you know just not having a fleshed out character uh but so you can it can mean bead maker and it can also mean you know seashell people um the shumash uh historically are in the area of san luis obispo santa barbara ventura and la so they're right there um they would have encountered a lot of people coming during the gold rush and stuff like that um so at least they did enough research in that it was the the tribe that would actually have been in santa barbara it's point. a it's a real people yeah. yeah so yeah so they were there thirteen thousand years before and obviously time time moved on the first time that who's talked to buffy my first reaction was he's probably speaking spanish i am vengeance i am my people's cry they call for who's for the avenging spirit to carve out justice they tell you to start in your collection he wouldn't he wouldn't know english oh, really? i mean depending on when he died hmm. but the Spanish were there. I mean, well, I mean, Buffy even makes a comment about like, well, I think it was the Spaniards. It, of course, that's yeah. that was and that's very smart. But do we know when who's died? Do we know when he? They don't say. Anything. I don't. I didn't think he died. So he's not. I thought he was just like, or a, just a spirit. He an says, incarnation like, I'm an of, incarnation of ah. like my people's vengeance. Like, I didn't think he was supposed to be an actual person who, like, okay. yeah, I think the line, like, they call for who's as if he's the embodiment of the spirit. Mm, yeah, almost like a too. god of vengeance. Okay, so he's not an actual person. Well, that works a little better. I guess he's wearing the garb of, and we would assume something before, you know, the yeah. 1700s or whatever. Yeah, but I, they definitely don't say that, you know. This was this was this one dude who died, and this is like the ghost of him. So that's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Shumash people today probably know English, obviously. So uh, I guess <laughs> I guess he gets a pass on that front. But my first reaction was probably Spanish. Uh, yeah, fifteen ninety two was the first time a boat sailed by. Um, Spaniards did that, uh, and then the territory itself was settled in seventeen seventy by uh, the Spanish. Uh, pre contact populations in California 
uh, vary anywhere between 133,000 uh, to 225,000. With throughout some people, the state or that thro- region? Throughout California, just oh. California, uh, with some estimates up to 750,000. So wow. you go that high. The Shumash itself, uh, the estimated range during the time that I assume this was taking place, which is around 1812. So around this period of because it's the mission period, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the mission period itself, which I'll get to in a moment, but that lasted from the 1760s to the to 1833. So if we're talking that period right there, the estimated range of the Shumash was from 10 to 15,000 people. Um, by 1900, their numbers were down to 200 people. Uh, disease was probably the thing. They mentioned uh, malaria, smallpox, and syphilis. Well, they, they did suffer from malaria, some smallpox. I was going to say smallpox. You know. Syphilis, but basically standard sort of. Syphilis. But it's mostly the flu, man. The flu is what killed most people throughout history. So that thing will take you down. Damn. So the mission system, well, the Spaniards and also Father Gabriel, you know, who we never get to meet. No, just see his corpse. And do we ever hear from him? He has no association with our father, the first. No, sure does not. Caleb, preacher Caleb. Because Father Gabriel's family family dates dates back back to mission mission times. times. He might be able to fill in some blanks. So that's a long family lineage for Father Gabriel, who was unceremoniously snuffed out. I mean, he's simply just a prop. Very ceremoniously, I suppose. The most ceremoniously (laughs) snuffed out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, Catholic priests, the Franciscan order, they came there to evangelize Native Americans. Um, They set up what are called reductions, where they would you would essentially live within the bounds of the church. So even if you were not really even affiliated or that, um, you know, sort of into the religion, you were herded into these places. So they were famous for that. And a lot of people lived on those. Um, and so, yeah, uh, so what is the mission? Is it just like that? It's to Christianize them. Okay. So like, that's just an idea. It's not a structure or is it both? Well, what do you mean by structure? Like a dwelling? I mean, there are dwellings, the famous, you know, the beautiful presidios, the beautiful, um, you know, churches and right, the but, missions themselves, the physical. I mean, those are places that people go to worship. That's where, you know, friars live. And yes, people, that is called the mission also. Some of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and then. Is it, well, it sounds like kind of that thing you're talking about, that reduction, that yeah. like neighborhood almost. Yeah, it's like a neighborhood, right? You would call that a mission? Right, because people don't just live inside of a building. I mean, they do right, go yes. outside. But that so would like, be. So the missions, it's, I mean, I think there's a nebulous line between where the mission ends, where a, where settlement stuff begins. You know, I'm sure that that's yeah. up in I just the didn't air. know if there was like a particular church style building. That like that's called a mission because it has these features and that blah, blah, blah. Well, no. So famously, when we'll get to the earthquake coming up, but the earthquake itself, if it's the one in 1812, which is real. Um, it was a famous stone architecture. It wasn't built with adobe like other ones. Mm. Uh, it, it crumbled to the ground because it was made of stone and the earthquake brought it down. But it, there's not one monolithic thing. Just like the Shumash, there's no one monolith for what the missions are and who's running them. And okay, what's but it was like on. a Catholic organization with like buildings and structures and people. And it was and... funded by the state. So it was funded by Spain. So Spain cut it off in the 1820s and that led to eventually the independence of Mexico helped that because they depleted all their money. It's huge. There's a huge history. So the mission itself um, is not real. Sunnydale mission is not real. Because Sunnydale's not real. Sorry. Sure, yeah, I know. Um, I know, it's okay. But uh, San Juan Capistrano mission is real and the San Juan Capistrano earthquake took place in 1812. They right. did their research. It's real. But how do you lose a mission? Huge earthquake in 1812. Everyone just assumed the mission was leveled. Instead, they built right over it. It's like what happened in the 30s with that church the master was in. Doesn't it make you wonder what else is there? 
like right under our feet. Uh, it was a magnitude 6.9 to 7.5. There's no, as far as I can tell, there's no writings on it. Nobody took notes. Nobody, I mean, they didn't have, obviously, whatever the thing that measures things. Uh, Richter scale. Yeah, but 40 uh, Native Americans died while in, while doing a, what is it called? Um, uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception is held on December 8th. December 8th was the day of the, of the earthquake. Oh. So they were all in church and the church itself collapsed on top of them so 40 people died in that but it otherwise it was pretty like damaged across the coast or whatever but it wasn't like you know a huge the fault yeah Yeah. exactly so but it was real so it is a thing however would it 1812 would 1812 have put something under the ground that we would then find later no the answer is (laughs) no the answer is it's impossible you know because we run into burial stuff burial pits in like the mississippi area Mm. like the mississippian culture used to you know have those huge mounds inside of those i mean maybe not like directly in the center and stuff but on the outside of them there are like pits in there because they were used for burial mounds Mm. so in theory like it's there and over time it just slowly you know, will pile up or whatever happens, happens. I mean, Egypt is famous for that sort of stuff. You find stuff, you know, in the ground all the time from ancient civilizations, but like you need fucking time. So the fact that like this is completely underground. Intact. Comically underground. And the fact that Xander takes three pieces of sand away (laughs) and that like his weight is too much and he falls in. Like, how did that not happen? There's a tractor behind. Mm -hmm. There's a tractor that Mm -hmm. just drives across. It was fine. And it was fine. But this one door, I mean, I guess it was that trap door, I suppose, right? Mm -hmm. So anyways, it is real. And fun fact, because you do fun facts, California's first vineyard was on the San Juan Capistrano grounds, 1779. Who knew? Probably. Yeah, exactly. In the Shumash War, we get from... uh, From Willow, right? From Willow. She's got a book of atrocities, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, a great representation of atrocities in general, but not real. Um, Because, I mean, you could find a good synthesis that scholars have definitely done in one volume. Because you try to go through all of that, I'm sure those things, if they are as old as you think they are, they're probably not talking about them as atrocities. They're talking about them as... Victories. Victories, exactly. So, like, you have to parse through language. You got to do all kinds of stuff, so... Girl, don't do that stuff. That's crazy. So what happened to the Shumash? How about imprisonment? Forced labor? Herded like animals into a mission full of bad European diseases? Boy, the Cultural Partnership Center really didn't stress any of that stuff. There was no war. So the Shumash, there was a Shumash revolt in 1824. But it wasn't like a revolt that we would think of where they're like, death to you know our masters and stuff like that. Um, it was mainly that the Mexican government gained independence. They took over the land of California. They issued a decree secularizing, if you will, the uh, the church, hmm. which is a weird way to think about it. But it's not it's basically we'll have church there. It's fine. But they're not going to keep you in these missions and stuff. You're basically a, a free citizen. In fact, they outlawed the word indiho. Uh, now it's citizen. So there are there are no more indihos. So when they went to them and said, this is what it is, expecting them not to, to be excited about the potential of like leaving these missions, they were all like, yeah, let's go. We're done. We're out of here. And so essentially it was this back and forth between Spanish officials who didn't respect the Mexican government um, because they were now in charge. But it was right in that period before it was all really formal, you know, like 
Mexico could just go away tomorrow, mm. right? Span, Spain had just lost that war, right? So it's like, we're not going to let this revolution go. Um, so Because they wanted to hold on to the missions and all the stuff. Right, there. so they yeah. were like, we're just going to hold on to it anyway. And so basically there was a revolt, but it wasn't in the end. I mean, Willow made it sound like, if this is what they're talking about, because it's the only thing I could find, she made it sound like they were um, like rich, like tortured and killed, which they probably were elsewhere. But here they were actually um, found and brought back to the mission and like through parades for everybody, like all the people coming back because they were excited. Some people didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. And some people didn't come back and they let it go. Hmm. So it's kind of a strange, definitely explaining event where she said they killed men and and women and children. And which he certainly have. Oh yeah. Because, because he, he's definitely a stand in. He's just a stand in. He's a caricature for all of the entire plate of native America. Right. But like I would say too, for me, I never learned about California. They got so thoroughly wiped out that I, they're not famous. Like the, like, um, like the Cherokee or the Delaware or the Sioux or, you know, all those native bands. Like we know them from massacres. We know them from trail of tears, like really mm-hmm. terrible things, or even just like Lewis and Clark contact, like meeting with them and having these stories. I mean, the only white person that was there prior to, uh, 1849 when the 49ers came was the mayor, mayor Wilkinson. That's right. So that what is, is right. what is mayor Wilkinson who <laughs> famously was there in some wild West town in That's like right. the 1820s to that found, never existed. How, what was he doing? And What's his role? What's what his role? This? Uh, clearly he was the one who was killing the men, women and children. Shumash. Yes. Drugs. Absolutely. So I, I just, <sighs> come on, just throwing it out there. Thanks sugar daddy. Now faith. I don't find that sort of thing amusing. I'm a family man. So what Willow is really thinking is the United States. So she's thinking about not so much the Spanish. The Spanish had this like detente between them. They they certainly were um, strict in their religion. And that's what a lot of it is. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother story. But when we think about like massacres and slaughter and stealing land, that wasn't the Spanish. That was the the United States of America. Mm. So uh, California, 19, 1850 became a state. Their legislator legislature on their very first uh, convention outlawed Indians from voting, from running for office, from being attorneys, from having attorneys. Um, they okayed, you know, forced labor stuff where you, just like, you know, uh, African-Americans have been dealing with forever where you can get arrested and basically be put right into, you know, debt slavery and shit like that. Um, so between 1850 and, and 1870, L.A.'s Indian population went from 3,000 which is still very low, 3,693 down to 219. So that's our our area that we're talking about. And in 1851, uh, California Governor Peter Burnett declared, quote, a war of extermination will continue uh, to be waged until the Indian race becomes extinct. Holy shit. So Spike is right when he says, and I think this is probably what most people struggle with, you exterminated his race. What can you possibly say to make him feel better? Right. I think that's a great line. And I think, and obviously at the end, even Spike is like, just say your, say your sorry, just whatever you can to like stop the bear, stop right. the bear. But like, he's not wrong. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of us deal with that kind of stuff. And I would say, you know, I don't really know what the answer is, but like native peoples don't need your sympathy. They've resisted colonial settler colonialism for hundreds of years. And they're still here. And you don't have to mourn them for being away. If you, I mean, if this is something that eats you up, the answer is you go out and interact with them. You go out and buy their goods. You go out and go to their centers, go to whatever. So the Shumash are certainly still around. Uh, the reservation was established in 1901. 
uh, 127 acres, not a lot of land, of course not. Uh, the Chumash uh, are estimated to be about 5,000 people, so they've certainly gone up since the days of 200. Uh, there is no native Chumash that speaks their language. Mm. The last speaker, uh, Insenio, died in 1965. There are 14 total tribes, which is something also that gets crazy. You know, like the Chumash are one amalgam, and there are 14, uh, you know, major bands underneath that amongst other bands too. Um, so there's one Chumash band that is federally recognized and they're a part of the Santi, Santa Ynez band of Chumash mission of Indians. Uh, and then there are another band of Chumash people that are enrolled in the Tejan Indian tribe of California, which is this in the San Joaquin Valley. So that's it. The rest of them are not federally recognized, which is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, the first modern Tomal, which is the boats that they, you know, the imagine those big, Boats like Indonesians have those mm-hmm. huge, you know, they've got like the, I don't like Moana would have, you know, those right. wild, wild boats with the carvings on it and stuff. So pe- some people think that the Indonesians actually made it across California and like taught them this like pre Columbus mm. because the boats are so Insane. similar to them. Wow. Um, so, but the first modern Tomo was built and launched in 1976 and crossed the channel of California over to the islands that are, there are actually islands off California. Uh, in 2001, they reached it in one of those uh, tumbles. The first uh, Shumash Dictionary um, was printed in 2008, uh, 600 pages long and 4,000 entries. Um, there's a Shumash Museum that you can go to today in Thousand Oaks, California. And Buffy said, you can have casinos now. And they do. The, the first one <laughs> opened in, in 2003, the Shumash Casino Resort. Apparently it's like a, a triple quadruple A or something like that. It's like I don't know. That means one of I don't know either. They're just like <laughs> it's one of only like five in California. They're like the highest of the high. Wow. Like the, okay. One of the best casinos you can go to. Apparently, if you love casinos. So, anyways, that's the Shumash. Still very much alive and and dealt with, you know, as as good as you can in a t- television show about vampires. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's really good. Oh, thank you for that. I mean, I do love them shooting arrows in the house. I gotta yeah, say, that's, that's fantastic. Mind the heart. It's great. I mean, Spike could have just died. You made a bet. I didn't mean to. Undo it. Undo it. But I want to know more about the mayor, honestly. That's all yeah, I we need to dig up Edna May, see what kind of historical artifact she has laying around her grave. Uh, I didn't write down that woman's name, but the one who was like doing the new community center or whatever. Oh, I got it. Uh, uh, Professor Gerhardt of the anthropology department. Right. Yes. She just wanted a new cultural center. She That's got she, really. We, we outgrew our old one. It made me sad, but it's like a, a child graduating or whatever bullshit she said. <laughs> that opening scene was rough. Oh, goodness gracious. But um, I mean, what are you going to say? You got to say it. And like she, she had like students there and like business people, but there was only like 15 of them and they could barely fit the bleachers together. And the bleachers stood uh, great and didn't fall through. There were bleachers there at all. seemed unnecessary. Yeah. If we're being honest, I think you could just gather those people for 15 minutes of standing and they'd be fine. But I mean, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Whatever. I thought there would be more to them. But in fact, nope. they were just there just to like cheer and really yeah. to see Xander in a tank top. That's all we were there for. I mean, that was great, great stuff. Very manly, not at all village people. So much sexier than the outfit with his last job. Oh, I miss the free hot dogs on sticks. I'm imagining having sex with him right now. Do you want to get to the yelling? Say, should you want to yell some stuff? Right, we yell next. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yelling great. Time. Great. Okay. Do you want to start us off? Sure. Fantastic. Go back to where you came from. What is that supposed to mean? Like before she went to yeah. college, before she came to Sunnydale. Yeah, so that's in the opening scene, right? The cold open, yeah. the vampire. That so she's bizarre. Fighting. That's my first one too. Like, what is going on? 
I mean, what it is sounds this? like it's in uh, out of, straight out of Doppelganger, like uh, straight out of the Wish, because like things were better before you came. I'm pretty sure Cordelia says that. That's a line Cordelia says. Things were better before you came. And then we mention and then Cordelia. we go to the Wish first, right? Yeah. And we mention Cordelia in this episode. And we do mention mm. Cordelia in this episode. Yeah, it seems so out of left field. He must mean before she came to Sunnydale, right? I guess she could mean before she got to UC Sunnydale, but. Like, like, why would he ever just be like, I'm the vampire that lurks on this campus and things were better than when you is, is that entire first scene in Angel with the talking? No, it's just like flashes of that scene only. And we do we hear the dialogue between them? You don't hear any dialogue. That would be the only reason they would do it is like almost have like weird tension where you don't know who that guy is. And he might be the bad guy character since we just saw him on Angel. Like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be the bad guy. Remember that dumb fucking vest and yellow shirt. Yeah. And then he dies immediately. Like, oh. And which still, would be something they would do, but they definitely didn't hammer yeah. it hard enough in that uh, flash scene for that to have been the case. So Ugh, I don't know. tough. Yeah. Uh, Willow is right about Thanksgiving in general, but she is wrong about bison. Yeah, Thanksgiving isn't a, about blending of two cultures. It's about one culture wiping out another, and, and then they make animated specials about the part where, where with the maze and the, the big big belt buckles. They don't show you the next scene where where all the bison die, and then Squanto takes a musket ball in the stomach. Okay, now for some of that, you were channeling your mother? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, that's why she doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving or Columbus Day. You know, the destruction of the indigenous peoples. But I know it sounds a little overwrought, but really, she's she's right. And the bison died way after Squanto. Squanto was 1600s. The bison were wiped out in the 1800s. Uh, the furthest they ever really got in modern times was New York. Uh, the bison? Bison. Huh. South would be Georgia. There have been sightings apparently in like Florida, but Florida is a nebulous territory because that's a, a state in America. But Florida was called mm-hmm. like where Georgia is now. Uh, but archaeologically, bison have been found in Massachusetts, but well before Anglo settlers came here in the 1600s. Hmm. So, so bison can be there, but they're not there with Squanto. Squanto does not know what a bison is. I will say that. So, hmm. way to go, Willow. Gosh. Historically inaccurate. Ladies, gentlemen, students. Because students are neither ladies or gentlemen. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't know why we need to qualify students. You're a separate entity, yes. but that's fine. Anyway, Stasia. Um, Anya's patch pants in the scene where she's patch ogling pants. Xander are really a crime against fashion. Patch pants? Yeah, they're like It's Buffy in a cowboy hat picture. Oh, oh, all the way at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of atrocities going on uh, in this scene, ooh. speaking uh, of. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, Willow looks like the only normal one. Yes. <laughs> Buffy's wearing problem. a Mormon skirt, Anya's patch jeans, and uh, the cowboy hat. Again, I don't want to talk well, about it. Well, for me, that was almost like she's like wearing like, it's like elk skin or whatever. It's like yeah, what you imagine, it's leather. You know, a native woman would wear or something. So it's mm. like, is that what Buffy is? Buffy's the clash of culture. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. And the <laughs> cowboy hat is to too say? much. The cowboy hat's too much to it's to so handle. Good. And then later, she, yeah, she has a cowboy hat on the nightstand. I'm like, wow, the continuity is like pretty okay. In this you episode. could get worried that it would show up again, and thank God it does well, not. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I I can't do it. Uh, I have huge questions about the efficacy of the construction work. So obviously, we joke about. The sand going everywhere. But there's also, there is a, tra- I guess I already said all this, the tractor behind. We already said all that. Yeah, but uh, I don't think you do construction work in tank tops. I'm just going to say it. I feel like you have to have, like, for safety, you can't just be rolling around in your your A-frame tank. Yeah, safety protocol was ignored. For sure. Because they literally, like, 
thanks for coming, everybody. And then you hear like the foreman be like, all right, guys, fire it up. And they're just like going. Nobody's left the area yet. <laughs> and they're just going to do what? What are they doing? Well, like, what's Sandra like? like shoveling and then throwing the dirt two feet away. Two feet away. But yep. it seems like they had marked out where the foundation was going to be, which was clearly within where he was throwing the dirt. And they had like the giant <laughs> tractor dumper scooper. <laughs> Track your dumpers, camper. <laughs> what was behind him was literally that. moving yes. behind him as he fell into the pit. And like that should have been the thing that sort of like fell weirdly into the pit, right? Its tire would have gone down. They needed to give him syphilis. They really did. They really did. Hey, can we come rocketing back to the part about me and my new syphilis? <laughs> It'll make you blind and insane, but it won't kill you. The smallpox will. I bet Giles doesn't have any plans. I mean, <laughs> just. Poor Giles. The most Giles. <laughs> he just really gets put through the ringer this I season. Mean, poor guy. to be guy. fair, he doesn't have any family in town. That's true. I mean, just because she's right doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. could have plans. Maybe. Well, where's, what's her name? Olivia, right? Olivia. Where's yeah, Olivia? Maybe she's around. For a second when the door shut and we were still looking at Giles, I, Angel walked by, but I thought it was going to be Olivia. Oh, and I was like, oh God, she's, is she in this episode? No. No. Do we ever see her again? Yes. Okay. Only in Restless, though. Oh, no, wait, she's in Hush she's and in, in Restless. Hush. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's good. I like that. Riley is from Huxley, Iowa, the heart of the prairie. <laughs> my folks are there. We always do Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house. Little farm outside Huxley. Sounds nice. It is. After dinner, we, um, we all go for a walk down by the river with the dogs. There's trees, and, and I know what you're thinking. It's like I grew up in a Grant Wood painting. Exactly. If I knew who that was. Population of 3,317 per the 2010 census, part of the Ames-Boone statistical area. That's right. Sure. You know, those big metropolises of Ames and Boone. I think Ames is where Iowa State is. You could say literally anything. I just did. Uh, <laughs> Huxley hosts the annual Prairie Festival, which makes me think of Pawnee's Harvest Festival. Harvest Festival. Mm-hmm. Probably not the same thing. He does, however, mention a river. He says, I go out and go to the river and stuff like that. So that's a load of bullshit. There's so, no rivers. No, it's fucking lying. So there, there's a, there is not a river. So there's the South Skunk River, which is to the east, which is like a proper river. You can get on that river. The Des Moines River is way west. So he's not going over to the Des Moines, which is a proper river, proper proper river. Hmm. All that he's got is the Ballard Creek, and I went to every Google Map, 3D view, you know, uh, satellite view to try to see where this motherfucker could get. To where it's like a nice walkable Right, I was going to say, because they do say, we walk out there with the dog. Nah, this is a fucking ditch at best. So it's a long ditch. Get on it wherever you want, but it does go behind Huxley. So maybe he walks back there with to his the dogs to the ditch. Just like in those paintings. <laughs> Just like in those paintings. Grant Wood paintings. Is Grant Wood paintings with the ditch. Let me get a Grant Wood painting up on the screen. I need to see what I need to see what this is. What's oh, he's the... the one that did the American Gothic? Yeah, there you go. Oh. I mean, by through context, I assume that's what we were working with, but yeah. I didn't realize he's the one that did American Gothic. Well, I don't know why that matters, but I just wasn't expecting that because that doesn't necessarily look like a picture. The That that does. Those are all nice and serene, but that one, not so much. Yeah. It's only cultural reference is the hometown uh, of Riley Finn char- character on Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer. That's yes. All right. So. Yeah. I'm sure there's a little plaque there that says, one time we were mentioned in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Gee, I hope I'm not interrupting anything really depressing. Um, Joyce doesn't even have to appear in this episode to be a bad mom. <laughs> How dare she leave her daughter first year at college without think? That's her aunt too. Like, what are you doing? That's, Why that's were you I not really invited? Why would she not be? In what scenario? Like, I just can't. I can't picture 
any world in where that makes sense unless Buffy really did something like grievous to that side of the family. Like, Even then, Joyce has to be like, sorry, Aunt Darlene, I can't come. I don't see my daughter. I'm going to have dinner college. with my daughter. Exactly. Yeah, if Buffy can't come, I'm not going. Yeah. But she doesn't care. It's good and apparently know, her choice. dad is also like, sorry, Buffy, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> Fuck dad. I mean, Which we learned about She does before. have two parents that have separate meals. And yet. And no invitation. And oh. no one to have dinner with. That's honestly the saddest thing. It's worse than Giles that has no one to ask him. And then Xander, who doesn't want to be asked. Yeah. Buffy has two people who could and don't. <laughs> oh. Forever alone. Wow. Oh, Buffy. And the thing is, I like my evil like I like my men. Evil, you know? Straight up, black hat, tied to the train track. Soon my electro ray will destroy Metropolis. Bad. Not all mixed up with guilt and the destruction of an indigenous culture. I mean, oh, Joyce. At least they found one another, all of our friends. Yes, at least they have each other. <laughs> the boys. Oh, the, the boys. The boys in face paint. I mean, it's a really short scene. So bad. But I can't... I, I'm hoping they don't do it again because uh, unnecessary... Just with the cowboy hat, it just scrapes the surface. But why? Why? Because we've only ever seen them prior to this in the face masks, right? Mm. Why on this occasion... Did we decide to paint our entire faces in camo paint? I think they were trying to blend in with the local student population, of which they are actually students. And there's people why just walking around. Why can't they just wear like a bulletproof vest under normal clothes? That, that would just, be way less conspicuous. Yeah, because you run into somebody and it's like, Forrest, is that fucking you? What are you Dude, doing here, right. man? Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, paintball. paintball. Paintball again? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I hate it. It took one episode for the initiative to like grate on me. Yep. The moment he started talking, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I hate this and I hate all of you. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, the cuts to Spike, another great cut episode. Oh, there's a ton of great uh, cuts. A lot of yeah. good ones, uh, but mainly all about Spike. So everybody, um, what was it, Willow or Buffy, when they're deciding on doing Thanksgiving, everybody's got a place to go. Cut to Spike walking lonely. With sad music. Exactly. And then Angel, I forgot how bad it feels to be outside looking in or whatever. <laughs> Boom, right to him looking in. Which oh, was a Oh my god, I mean, iconic looking through the broken window oh, at vampires so eating a person and yeah, being like, I wish a, that could be me. Such a great shot too. Beautiful. Um yeah, then Buffy and Riley home is the place where you go where they always have to take you in. Which Get I- out. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that saying before? I think I've, I think I have. I have. I definitely have not. It was not the one I thought they were going to go with, but mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, cutting to harmony. Oh, being just like, get out! Was so funny. <laughs> I just, like I've been listening to, or whatever she says. I'm just like I am a beautiful, strong person. <laughs> so happy she's in it. She's yeah. just absolutely perfect. Uh, and then Giles, hatred is a cycle. Uh, all we, all he will do is kill. Talking about uh, Hoose. But then Spike's the one who knocks at the door. Obviously, they're talking about so also Spike in a way. Then extra credit, Giles. Uh, we need help. Uh, we cut to uh, Anya, Xander, and Willow on bikes. Oh, Not yes. to do with uh, Spike, but. Holy the shit. swelling music the during that scene music. is so amazing. And they look like they can all barely ride bicycles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, they're just riding through campus with lots of people around, which means that them who are doing what duty right before they get on a plane to go to fucking uh, Iowa or whatever mm-hmm. are just like pulling another duty where they just walk around and play paintball. Like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> a, with the initiative, but also like, why are there people here at school? It's this is Thanksgiving. Nope. We still got to walk around with all of our stuff. Happy Thanksgiving. Xander. You look like death. Are you okay? You didn't bring rolls? Um, Spike has the holiest blanket known to man. He's walking around shivering, basically wrapping strings around himself, and it's not surprising that he would be cold. Yeah. It's definitely more holes than blanket. Yeah. It is. 
Why aren't they hosting at Buffy's? Joyce is gone. They have all the space. Um, I think because Buffy doesn't want to do dishes. Oh, well, I guess they do make that joke right after. And also, we have the set now. We're, yeah. we're all set up for this set. We're committed to the set. We and haven't we had could... to go back to the Craftsman and Buffy's in a yeah. while. But um, theoretically, that set's just sitting there because we definitely use it this season. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's fair. I mean, it's certainly there as a house. Maybe but... they don't have the kitchen built. I'm trying to think if they go into the kitchen. I mean, that's definitely off. Giles, if you would like to get by in American society, then you are going to have to follow our traditions. You're the patriarch. You have to host the festivities or it's all meaningless. And this is in no way an elaborate scheme to stick me with a cleanup. How about that ceremonial knife, huh? Pretty juicy piece of cluage, don't you think? You know, there's so much good Thanksgiving stuff, but my favorite was when Buffy says, keep your hands off the food, and then, like, Giles drifting away. Like, it's not even, like, a direct joke. Oh, I'll try and restrain myself from eating uncooked potatoes and cranberries. Potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) And then Buffy just, like, silence, 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 and then just, like, looks behind it. And then walks out the door. I'm like, that's the weirdest joke, but like, what a great, great line. Ah, this episode's so funny. Stacia? Um, I like all the moments with Buffy when people are fighting and she screams like, this isn't going to work. And everyone's like, oh no, they're talking about me. And she's like, this pie needs more condensed milk. Okay, one, what, what is, is she making? making? It's like this white liquidy. We were like, is that like gluey potatoes? It and looks then, like pancake batter. Whatever yeah. it is, she mentions it's wrong. But then she mentions to Jarl that it's a pie. Like, I'm going to get this pie in the oven or something. But I'm like, what pie do you make with evaporated milk? That isn't a pumpkin pie. Like, that should be orange. Like, what white pie? <laughs> Would you need to be whisking the shit out of, too? Like, Are you making? I don't know. Giles has a whole dining room set for just him. For Bachelor mm-hmm. Giles, he's got a fucking dining room set and eight chairs. I know. I guess six chairs, but still, that's he's a lot. He's ready to host. I know. The hoster. Just in case. And there's an arrows. Still, they left all the arrows. One yeah. just stabbed into the table, one into the scarecrow. Which I love. Festive. At least they pulled him out of Spike, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> Just so he gets a fit at the table. The best quote, period. I should have my own Thanksgiving. I can cook the meal just like my mom does. Have all you guys over. It'll be great. Buffy, earlier you agreed with me about Thanksgiving. It's a sham. It's all about death. It is a sham. But it's a sham with yams. It's a yam sham. You're not going to jokey rhyme your way out of this one. I don't know. But I want it. Um, one of the quotes that I liked was pretty juicy piece of cluage, don't you think? Yes. I've never noticed that one before. Yeah. What a gross word she invented. (laughs) Yes. Cluage. (laughs) Cluage. Just a couple of very brutal deaths. The only two deaths to happen. Mm. Uh, Nameless curator of the community center, cultural center. See you later. I feel bad. No, no. The cultural center. uh, Professor Gearhart. Gearhart. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Throat slit. Slit. Like straight up just... Mm-hmm. And and then obviously Father Gabriel was hung, and I the scene of Buffy walking through the monastery to find his corpse was such like a good horror movie moment. I don't know, like I really with the HD quality, oh, can't yeah. can't stress it enough. <laughs> just you really get sucked in for like a movie for and every time that show is able to accomplish that, especially with like how small of a budget they have and how quickly they have to turn these around. So it's really good job, Michael Lang. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one more thing which I want to touch on, which is um Angel mm. appearing in the episode, and in general, it's really irritating. I, I understand why... The two-hour event. <laughs> I understand why Angel would go to town and not see Buffy. My friend had a vision. Buffy's in danger. So tell her, help her. 
If she sees me, it'll be worse. See, I don't get that. I don't think he's just protecting her. He's protecting himself. He's acting like it's a bad, bad end of the deal for him. But like, I don't think he's ready to know that like Buffy is moving on from him. And if he Absolutely just watches, yeah. watches from the sidelines. Yeah. So one of the best moments is he runs into Willow and um, he's like, I don't have time for personal stuff. Can you, uh, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know about Riley. Tell me about that immediately. I can't talk to you about Cordelia. Who cares? Yeah. Um, that was great. And then the other moment, which doesn't even involve Angel, is when Willow mentions to Giles that she saw Angel and then Giles is like, well, that wasn't very stealthy of him, was it? And I just love his complete disdain for Angel. Like, mm-hmm. you had one job yeah. and you failed it immediately. <laughs> well, I like their their banter too because they have, are obviously at loggerheads. They're not friends, uh, Giles and Angel. Mm-hmm. But they had that mutual understanding of like the buffiness of mm-hmm. it. So I like that they were kind of passive aggressive to one another, but it still got to the point where like, I'm going to go watch her. And he's like, well, I kind of want you to watch her. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I know you're here for good, I guess. I don't know. So we hope we also, hope. I like that everyone assumed he was evil and he was oh. like, Hey, I haven't been evil in a long time. So Just Sander. Like he's evil. <laughs> Will do. Ah, ah, I'm not evil. <laughs> But even when he tries that line, like, I'm not, I don't want to be here to like disturb Buffy or whatever. I mean, Willow right away is just like, that's stupid. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is good. Good on you. Just mm-hmm. call it that. Call it out. Yeah. But then they take all the air out of it, but being like, oh, Willow's just having Oz troubles. So it's not really valid what she's saying, but it's totally is valid. Fuck you, Angel, for being like, she doesn't deserve to know that I'm here or not deserve, but like, she doesn't need to know. You don't get to decide what Buffy needs. Okay. But she needs to show up. In the next episode of Angel. That, That's that is clearly what she, what needs. she needs. That's true. But I did like him showing up. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, even if Angel is Angel. But, like, I like that they didn't interact. I mean, A, yeah. for the moment at the very end, which was great. Uh, Xander just spilling the beans mm-hmm. was perfect. What a great ending. So I'm glad he didn't show up. And honestly, I don't want him at that table. This is Spike's table now. Sorry. You're not invited. <laughs> You've been replaced. We're a Spike world now. Mm-hmm. And we got Spike and Anya world. We don't need to go back to Angel, Angel Taste anymore. Yeah, we got Spike and Anya instead of Angel and Cordelia. Thank God. Oh, that was also one of the fun facts that I forgot. Um, this apparently is the only episode of either Angel or Buffy where Angel is present without Cordelia. Apparently, Cordelia has been in every single episode that he's been in, which I was like, is that right? Wow. That feels not accurate. Like not in the like not that they were in a scene together, but that they both appeared in the episode at one point episode. or another. So this is the only time the angels around and Cordelia. Could you time. imagine if Cordelia showed up in this one? Wow. I mean, oh, fuck. Why not? That'd be fun if she went on I mean, all she, the in Sunnydale adventure. Home, right? But then I guess she would have been. And then she runs into Harmony. Like you can do so yeah. much stuff, and then it becomes an episode of Angel. Yeah, Cordelia yeah. never shows up on Buffy. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Anyway, did you see me? Two seconds of conflict with an indigenous person, and I, I turn into General Custer. Well, violence does that, you know. Instinct takes over. Yeah, that's the fun. Nobody asked you. Oh, they off. You all had a fine meal. And me? An entire siege. I think one of you would bleed a little. Uh, we're all podcasting. If you want to talk to us, please do. I encourage that behavior. At Beat Me Pod everywhere. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, you can also... If you if you like music and you like the music featured in this television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you can follow a playlist that we've created on Spotify called Beat Me Hyphen. Fun time playlist for podcast fans season four. Not only will it contain all the music of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it will also contain any music that we may use in this podcast that you are currently listening to. So go ahead and subscribe if you're into that. Thank you. Uh, Danny, want to update us on some watches? We've got so many watches. Yes. Construction, outfit, Xander. It's, it's a go. It, we are blast off. Oh, boy. Blast off to construction, Xander. He is getting Anya's into it. Very, very, very into it. 
Imaginary um, Xander is quite the machine. He's quite the machine. He's also the YMCA. Great stuff all around. Maroon Jacket Watch. No. Mm. Uh, she did wear that black jacket right at the beginning. The, yeah. the leather jacket, which I don't think we ever really see. Clearly, she knew that Angel was watching her, so she was dressing up like Angel right, to be yeah. seen by Angel. Remember that one time that Angel gave her his black jacket and that was a whole look? Could that be that jacket? I mean, we, I know that it fit for her, confer, but... We could never confirm or deny if it was ever his jacket. After right. it left his body, we could never confirm it was his again. Right, so this one could very well be that. Sure. Forrest is gay for Riley Watch. This will probably be a yes all the way through. Right. Uh, Riley threatens quarantine and Forrest was thinking, yeah, I would love a quarantine. Nice I mean, vacay with the, the boyfriend. Gets, it locks me up. Yeah. Right, and you lock yourself in with oh, me. Oh, I think maybe you're sick too, Riley. Maybe oh, no. you should come in here with me. Just we need quarantine now. together. Uh, Chips Ahoy. No they, talk of the chips, no. but we do talk about the implants. So we said last week but only, we're going to yeah, count it. Only in the previously on, though. Oh, no, no. Forrest like, said the, right, the, the implant, boys, yeah. he's neutered. Right. The implants are working. The boys, let's slip All about right. the chips. Uh, De Hoffman Watch, no, but we do talk about Vengeance Demons, which is nice. Next episode. Oh, no shit. Uh, you should lock your door. No, the door was pretty much locked. Everyone had to yeah, knock. Yeah, everyone did have to knock. It's very nice. I appreciate that. Sandy Watch, no. Michael, Amy, Wicca, Goth Watch, no, but Willow really wanted to do a spell. Books a Million, no. Unknown Book of Atrocities. Right. You couldn't really read the spines on No, because they're not even real in the least. Um, <laughs> forget it. Sorry. Uh, streets Ahead, No. <laughs> Nothing. Everything's fine. I think we count Michael, Amy with a Wicked Goth watch because what I, I, a fun little habit you have there, Will. How true. They do kind of mention it. But you got to do it with other people. That's the thing. Oh, so. right, right. It has to be somebody else doing witchy shit. That's right. not Willow. Yeah, right. fair enough. And Giles' biggest knockout. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> our first, like, proper knockout. Getting his head bashed against the wall repeatedly. By an unnamed Shumash. Yep. Uh, is the new leader. The new leader. So uh, it is the biggest chaos of the season. Not as Does big as... Does he actually get knocked out? Does he fall to the ground? Oh, I mean, he's definitely not knocked out. I mean, he got hit twice. He got kind of pushed, I think, down. He, I guess it wasn't a KO, though. Or we, we need him to actually be knocked yeah, out. Because that Ooh. was such a thing in like, the earlier seasons. Like, every like other episode, like, dude was just unconscious. Well, then I don't think we'll ever have anything. So we'll talk about the violence done towards Giles. That's what I mean okay. more. Violence so, upon Giles. And the most violent act. Okay. So right now, the Shumash attack is the most violent okay. act. Because it's the only attack and yeah. the only violent attack we've had on Giles forever. Oh, so. on that note, during this little attack, Xander is holding his own. He is going, like, one-on-one with one of those guys, and he's just Xander. I so I was pretty impressed. And he's, he's syphilitic, sick. Xander. He's syphilitic, Xander. Which... So, gotta give give the boy credit. And you know what? I think my syphilis is clearing right up. And they say romance is dead. Or maybe they just wish it. All right. I think it's about time that we rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net. Something wicked this way comes. No. Nothing. No computers. No computers. <laughs> there is talk witchery, but mostly about stuffing. So five. Uh... Riley, I gave him a seven. The little Iowa combo was fine. Him with the boys is whatever. Like, again, the initiative's getting tedious, but he didn't do anything outright obnoxious. Yeah, the, the Iowa stuff was fine. Charming Riley. Yeah. God damn it. Even Buffy was charming with him talking about Iowa. I like that. It's yeah. one of the middle states, right? It's just like. And then his, oh, like, genuine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my family and I. <laughs> it's pretty great. You think I'm part of a painting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of weird. So he gets a seven. Uh, Giles, I gave him a six. I think that the colonial master looks bad on Giles. I gotta, I gotta say. Oh, well, Buffy says that you, you need to, uh, if you want to quote, if you want to get by in American society, <laughs> <laughs> you have to do Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, in her line about like Thanksgiving's hosted at the patriarch's house. If not, it's all for not. It all falls apart. I'm like, 
what well that's what that line about the what is it the the what did she say the cluage or whatever yeah like when he's like you just wanted me to do this well you gotta say (laughs) (laughs) yeah the bloody colonials and i like mushy peas i mean the mushy peas one is good because his voice i like mushy peas peas Mm -hmm. a lot of good well and then like when he's wondering around his breath i made a lot of these points earlier but that's fine i'm just like all right giles so this is probably one of the lowest ones of his ever i gave him a six that's so good i didn't appreciate this ass okay uh monster of the week bears birds Battle ready warrior ghost spirits Whoa. warrior spirits yeah there we go that was so close I know it was almost great could always do another take <sighs> but who could be bothered eight I mean okay so it's tough because it's like a combo of a bunch of different people but and <laughs> while the bear I don't know if it's good or bad I can't decide if it's excellent that it was like a real a bear it was a real bear I mean yeah. some like shots were definitely like a puppet but yeah. It was a real fucking bear, so... So where did they... Did they bring the bear to the set, is I my mean, question. That's a great... Yeah, they must have. I should have gotten the scoop. Did they the, CG the, the bear? Or if you're one of the full poop on the, the bear oh, sitch. Nice. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it was... Yeah, the bear was real, and that was bizarre. And, and just again, Buffy, like, fighting a bear, though, it, like, really deflates things for me. I'm like, oh, God. Because he turned into a swarm of... A swarm, flock of birds. Uh, coyote for a second, right? Oh, and, he was in the... In the, the in the window or whatever. Right, yeah. yes. Uh... And he killed two people violently. So that was pretty tense. And shot spikeful arrows. Plus, we got to have this fun conversation with the Shumash. So eight. I give it an eight. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, friendship. This is why we don't talk politics at the dinner table. I know. Lots of fighting. Very fraught. Uh, give it a six. And episode specific. <laughs> to commemorate a past event, you kill and eat an animal. It's a ritual sacrifice with pie. Six out of ten. Wow, this is not going to be very high for you. Uh, 38, 3 of not 8 bad. for the for the season so far. So. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, right above the initiative and right below living conditions. That's, uh, yeah, that's me. You ready? Yes. I mean, kind of. I don't know. I ended up ranking this 18 out of 64. Nice. Um, so I put it right above another Spike Classic, School Hard, mm-hmm. and below The Harvest. That's where mine is going. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, mine. Uh, I really like this episode. It's really good. I am ranking this number 40. One above the freshman and one below the harvest, actually. So mm-hmm. one below the harvest. Yeah. So both you put it in like the top third. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. up in the top third. Yeah. I don't want to go too high, but man, it's Jane Espenson and it's very so funny. funny. And also it's like, it's the only Thanksgiving, right? I mean, if you do it every year and it just becomes a thing. Yeah, you know, only, you're gonna forget about it, but like, n- at least none of them take this angle of it. There might be Thanksgiving. Just there's in not the really though. Like, so I don't. Maybe we can find out when we get to it. But there's a scene in the body where it's a flashback, and I can't ever tell if it's supposed to be Christmas or Thanksgiving. But I think it's supposed to be Christmas. Yeah. But that's it. So there's never like an episode dedicated. Well, Christmas to it is usually like the de facto one that you do your your fun family memories right. with. Intercut with your mom being a corpse. Intercut, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, that's how we all remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you find your mom dead, you think about Christmas. Man, so that's going to be cool. Oh, uh, speaking of, like, I didn't mention this before. I'm really trying to savor all these funny episodes because as the show goes on, it gets continually darker. Like, especially season six, obviously, is like the pit of, of darkness. And I don't just mean, like, I'm shitting on it because it's a bad season. I mean, like, it's just, it's supposed to be, like, depression. Like, people are lost and we don't know what we're doing with our lives. So, season seven tries to pick it back up, but... Uh, as soon as Joyce dies in season five, it like the show just Dark. is sad. Uh, so this is like what a bright 
light, like having a funny episode. And then next week we're going to get something blue and that's going to be really funny. So I'm just really enjoying the show right now. Good. It's really good. I like like season four though. That's why you want to move, at least for me, move them up. Yeah, for sure. Take some of the good real estate up in the top of the list. All the funny ones. Uh, Stacia, do you have anything else to say for yourself? Um... No. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving if you oh, celebrate yeah. it. If it's Canada, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving a month ago. A month ago. Oh, weird. Daniel, <laughs> anything to say? How could someone not have a ricer? I don't even know what a ricer is. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for Something Blue. Yeah. Goodbye. Exterminated his race. What could you possibly say that would make him feel better?